0: What is increasing your credit score all about? Having a good time, that's right. So as someone whose credit score hovers right around the 800 mark, currently we're sitting at a 799, and who has crossed that threshold a couple times by the age of 21, I wanna share with you guys a couple strategies that I've personally used to grow my credit score so quickly. Plus, if you stick around until the end, I'm gonna share with you a strategy that I used to grow my credit score by over 30 points in a single day. And that was actually what allowed me to get to that 800 mark for the very first time. So if you're excited for that, make sure you scroll down, click on that little like button, and uh, let's get on into it. Now, before we dive into increasing your score, I wanna give you guys a quick refresher on why it even matters in the first place. Like, What do you even get out of having an increased credit score, okay? And for me, it really comes down to the short-term benefits and the long-term benefits, okay? And on the short-term side of things, what we're kind of looking at is the whole credit card reward system, okay? For me, this means free travel, okay? I love free travel. I've accumulated a lot of credit card points, gone on some cool trips already, and plan to do a lot more of that stuff, especially once the world opens back up again. But that stuff really pales in comparison to the long-term side of things, okay? And really where I see myself benefiting the most from credit over the course of my life. And so on the long-term side of things, what you're really looking at is getting a lower interest rate on the money you borrow. Okay. And while this doesn't seem as appealing, maybe as a free trip to Thailand does, it actually is going to add up significantly over the course of your life. Okay. Because the average American spends hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the course of their life, in mortgage interest alone, okay? We're not even talking like auto, student loan, all that stuff, just in mortgage interest. And that's just on one mortgage, okay? So if you're planning on getting into real estate investing, buying multiple properties, uh, using debt, or even just buying your own home, like starting a family, buying a home, like you're gonna end up paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to the bank for the privilege of borrowing that money. For me, I mean, I got nothing against banks. I got something against banks, but nothing huge against banks, but I'd prefer to pay them as little as possible for the privilege of borrowing money. And so if I'm able to build my credit score now, higher credit score means lower interest rate. Lower interest rate means lower money to the bank, lower monthly payment, more money in my pocket, and more cool stuff that I get to do throughout the course of my life because I have more of my money. So that's what it really comes down to, for me at least. Okay, you got the short term, you got the long term, but the long term is really where the ROI is at. Now, when it comes to increasing your credit score, it's really not all that complicated. There are really only five factors that go into your credit score. So what we're going to do now is dive into each of those five factors individually, explain what they are, and then give you action items that you can use to improve each of those factors on your personal credit score. So let's get on into it. All right, so criteria number one is your payment history. And if you want to have a good credit score, you need to make your payments on time, full stop. That is it, you need to be making on time payments. And for for this category, which makes up 35% of your credit score, okay, 35% of your credit score is made up of your payment history. For that to have a positive impact on your score, it has to be 99% or above, okay? Sounds like a high bar, if you're not able to meet that bar, I would argue you shouldn't even be using credit cards in the first place, okay? There's plenty of other ways to build your credit without having to use credit cards. And if you're not able to make on-time payments, if you're getting into debt, if you're carrying a balance, I would highly suggest checking out Dave Ramsey and really changing things up so that you're not using credit cards at all because it's not worth it, okay? If you're you're taking on debt, if you're carrying a balance, it's not worth it. So how your percentage is gonna be calculated is you're gonna take the number of on-time payments you've made, you're going to divide that by the number of total payments for your card for that period so for example let's say you've had a credit card your first credit card you've had it for a year and you miss one payment okay that's going to put you at an 87 and percent on time payment record this is really bad you're gonna have a bad time now let's say you keep this card for three more years okay so now you've had the card for four years and you really after year one you're like i'm going to turn things around i'm never going to miss a payment again and I'm really getting my stuff together here, okay? So now you've had it for four years. Again, you've had that one missed payment from year one. That gives you 47 on-time payments out of 48 total payments. That's gonna put you at a 97.9% payment ratio. You're gonna have a bad time. And that's because you're still not at that 99% mark, okay? You're still not at the place that you need to be, even if it's three years later, okay? So like this stuff sticks with you for a long time, And even just one little hiccup at the beginning of your journey can really throw a wrench into things. So here's a couple strategies that you can use to improve this and really try to increase your credit score on the payment history front. And unfortunately, there's no real magic bullet here, except for that tip you're going to get at the end. That might be the magic bullet for this. But really what it comes down to is you can either add more cards or you can add more time. Those are the two ingredients you got to add to this formula. And so if you've got multiple cards that you're making on-time payments on, it's going to go a lot faster, okay? Because say you have one card for one year, that's 12 payments, okay? You missed one of those real, real bad. But let's say you had 10 cards for one year, that's 120 potential payments, okay? So that that allows you to really boost this percentage a lot faster if you've got more cards. Now, I'm not saying go out there and open a lot of cards really quick, but what I am saying is you can either wait longer, okay? So you can either wait 10 years with one card, or you can wait one year with 10 cards, okay? So so finding that little, that that balance there, because I'm not saying one's right, the other's wrong, but you wanna find that personal balance where you can have the right number of cards for the right amount of time. And really what it comes down to is like, you gotta have 99% plus uh, in this category it's just there's there's no other way to get a good credit score except to have a lot of on time payments that's that's what it comes down to all right criteria number 2 is your credit utilization so when a bank extends you credit okay when they give you a credit card they don't want to see you going out there and spending all of that money right away, okay? They don't wanna see you maxing out your credit card right away because that makes them worried that you're not gonna be able to pay them back and they're not gonna wanna give you more credit if you just spent everything that they just gave you, okay? So what you're gonna wanna do is find a healthy balance of how much they give you, how much you spend. This is your credit utilization. Now, when it comes to finding the sweet spot here, less is more, okay? So for your credit utilization to have a positive impact on your credit score, it needs to be below 30%, okay? and below 10% to have the best impact on your credit score. Now this is looked at both across all of your cards and at each card individually. Okay, so for example, say you have a credit card with a $5,000 credit limit, okay, and you spend $500 on that credit card this month. That's gonna give you a 10% credit utilization. With a 10% credit utilization, you're going to be having a good time. That's right. So I've got three strategies for you to improve your credit utilization and therefore improve your credit score. The first of which very straightforward, keep your credit utilization between one and 10%. Okay. That means don't spend more than 10% of your total credit line every single month again this applies to each card individually and all cards as a whole the more important one is all cards as a whole okay so maybe if you're going like 15 percent on one card and zero percent on another card gets you to seven and a half percent total that's totally fine i wouldn't worry too much about that you don't have to break your back about this stuff but just between that one percent and ten percent mark is really where you want to be Second thing, you do not want to cycle your balance. Okay. So this is something that a lot of people talk about online. And I I very much disagree with the, (laughs) with the idea that you should do this at any point in time. Okay. Banks give this a big thumbs down. Okay. Do not cycle your balance. What this means basically, say you have a credit card with a $500 limit. Okay. So a pretty low limit on this credit card, but let's say that you spend 500 bucks on groceries in a month and you also spend 500 bucks on a new toaster or something, I don't know, maybe get a fancy toaster, 500 bucks, and you wanna put all of that on your credit card this month. Well, what you can do, you can go to the grocery store, spend your 500 bucks on your credit card, you can pay that off, okay, now your balance is at zero. Then you go to the toaster store, you buy a $500 toaster, you put that on your credit card, now you're back up to that $500 mark, you pay that off again, and then by the end of your statement, you're back at zero. You might think, well, I'm pretty smart. I just got a zero percent utilization and I spent a thousand bucks on my card this month. Banks do not like this, okay? If the bank sees you spend a thousand dollars on this $500 limit credit card this month, even if you got a zero balance when the statement comes, that's a big no-no, okay? You don't want to cycle your balance. It's not a good thing the third thing when it comes to credit utilization is asking for a credit limit increase now there's a lot of stuff that goes into this i can make a whole video about this topic but really what it comes down to just just for real quick stuff right here if they're going to run a hard inquiry on your credit report don't worry about getting an increase don't worry about getting a credit limit increase it's not worth it you're better off using that hard inquiry to get a new credit card okay so if they're going to run a hard inquiry and you can you can do some google searching figure out like google like chase bank hard inquiry a credit limit increase, figure that stuff out for your personal bank. But if they're going to run a hard inquiry, don't do it. If they're not going to run a hard inquiry, it might be worth it to ask them for a credit limit increase, which you can do at any point, but you just got to make sure they're not going to run a hard inquiry on your report. We're going to get more into what that means in a little bit, but for now, just know that. Criteria number three is the average age of your accounts. Okay, so this one's pretty straightforward. I mean, banks want to see that you have a track record of having credit for a long period of time. Because if they're giving you credit, they're they're thinking like, okay, this is a long-term play for us, okay? We're gonna give this person some credit, they're gonna have it for a long time, we wanna know that they can manage that. And so your average age of accounts is calculated by taking the age of all of your individual accounts and dividing it by how many accounts you have, because that's how averages work. So if you have a brand new credit card, say you got one brand new credit card, you got one credit card that you've had for five years, okay? Your average age of accounts, it's gonna be two and a half years, okay? If your average age of accounts is anywhere below five years, You're going to have a bad time. And this is tough for a lot of young people, especially because like some of us maybe haven't even had five years of being old enough to get our own credit cards, you know, but this tip that I'm going to share at the very end is really going to help out with this and help you get around that because um, I was able to to, to boost my average age of accounts by like years, okay, (laughs) years in the span of like a day. So really, really good stuff. Stick around for that. But a couple shorter-term tips here. Number one is do not cancel credit cards. Okay? You're gonna have a bad time. This is a mistake that I see a lot of people making. Is they'll get a credit card for the sign-up bonus, they'll get the sign-up bonus, and then they'll cancel the thing. And I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> because when you cancel the card, it's going to fall off of your credit report eventually, and it's going to lower the average age of your accounts. Because if you keep it on your report, it's going to age with you. It's going to keep getting older, and it's going to help your credit score. But if you get rid of it, then it's off your credit report eventually. It doesn't fall off right away, but it's gonna be off eventually, and then you're done, okay? So you have to make sure to keep things around. And what a lot of people are thinking is like, okay, I get this credit card with an annual fee. Say it's a $95 annual fee, I get the bonus, After the bonus, I don't want to use the card. Well, what you can do in a lot of cases, you you can actually downgrade that card, that $95 card to a free card. Okay. So you got to call up your, your, your credit card company. You got to say, Hey, I want to downgrade this card. They'll downgrade it for you. Okay. There's a lot of rules you got to follow with downgrades though. So I'm going to probably make a whole video on that. If you're interested, let me know in the comments below, but there are some rules you have to follow with this process. So do a little bit of homework before you try to downgrade a card, but don't cancel. Okay. Especially if it's a free card, man, if there's no annual fee, just, just stick that thing in your sock drawer, forget about it and do not cancel the thing because that's going to hurt your credit score. Second thing, keep your oldest credit card active. Okay. If you don't keep a card active, the credit card company could actually cancel the card. Okay. If they see this person's not using the card anymore, they're going to cancel it gonna have a bad time so make sure that you're at least spending something on your oldest card every three to six months okay that's generally a safe rule of thumb so that the credit card company doesn't see it as inactive and doesn't cancel it in general they'll let you know before they cancel the card but don't want to take any chances with your oldest credit card the last thing you can do is just wait okay and this isn't a super satisfying tip or anything but like the longer you wait the higher your average age goes, okay? Every month that you don't do anything, your average age gets one month older because all your cards get one month older. So that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to for me a lot of the time. It's like, okay, I'm not canceling my cards. I'm just sitting here waiting and every month it consistently goes up. And so that's, I mean, that's what you gotta do sometimes. All right, criteria number four is your total number of accounts. Now, if you're new to building credit and learning about increasing your credit score, it might come as a surprise to you to hear that the more accounts, the better when it comes to having a higher credit score. That is everything else being equal, all the other categories being equal. Now the reason for that, and it kind of makes sense, is because if you were asking the bank to get a new line of credit, whether it's a credit card or a mortgage or an auto loan, that means they're going to be adding a new line of credit to your mix, okay? And so if your mix is already very diverse, you've already shown like, hey, I can manage all these different kinds of debt. They're not going to worry as much. They're going to say, oh, this person already knows what they're doing. They can manage all this stuff. One more. What's that to them? Nothing. So that's kind of where banks are coming in at this from. Now, where you might be surprised is actually at the number of accounts that you need for this metric to have a positive impact on your credit score. Now, these don't all have to be credit cards, and in fact, there should be some variety there to really have the greatest impact on your score, but this doesn't mean that you should run out there and apply for 11 new credit cards tomorrow. That's not the message that I want you to get from this video, but I do have some strategies that you can use to start improving this metric and thus improving your credit score. Now, like we talked about in criteria number three, do not cancel your credit cards. We already went over why that was, but... Uh, in terms of the number of accounts, obviously, if you close one, that's one less. That's taking you further away from 11. It's taking you further away from a positive impact on your score. Now, the next one is to strategically add new credit cards over time. Okay. So obviously you need to be adding to to get that 11, probably unless you're already over 11, in which case good for you. But <laughs> if you're not at 11 yet, you need to be strategically adding new cards over time. And this is going to really vary by individual, so I can't really give a, a great... Kind of rule of thumb or blanket statement here, but what I personally do is I'll typically wait around three to six months between getting new cards, and this gives me time to hit the sign-up bonus on the existing card that I get, and it also gives me time to just kind of cool down my credit report so it doesn't look like I'm like piling in credit cards as fast as I can. So, for me, three to six months is a good rule of thumb, and I like to weave in business cards and personal cards just to kind of like get a break uh, between each of those so it doesn't look too crazy. But that's kind of what you're going to want to do is to strategically bring in new cards over time. Don't don't pile them all in at once, but pace these things out over time so that you can work your way up to that 11. Don't feel like you're in a rush to get there because if you're in a rush to get there, you're going to have a bad time. All right, last category, category number five is your new credit or credit inquiries. So if a bank sees you opening up a lot of credit cards, that looks dangerous to them. Okay, jumping back to the last tip here. If you go out there and open 11 credit cards this week, The bank thinks that what you're doing is you're off the deep end, you're going to Aruba and they're never going to hear from you again. Okay. So you don't want to be opening up a bunch of credit lines too quickly. Now what they're going to be looking at to determine the risk that you're posting to them is the number of hard inquiries on your credit report. Okay every time you apply for a new line of credit the bank is going to run a hard inquiry on your credit report it's basically them pulling your reports they can look at it but it's going to leave a little ding on there that says hey we looked at this thing just so you know that little ding on there it doesn't last forever okay it's on your credit report for two years and it's only going to affect your credit score from anywhere from six to twelve months okay so it's not a huge deal and in general it's only going to drop your score by about four to five points so you don't have to worry too much about these things but It's important to just be cognizant of the fact that if you do go out and apply for like 10 credit cards tomorrow, all of those banks are going to see, hey, this person just applied for nine other credit cards. I don't think we want to really deal with that. However, there are a few strategies that you can apply to make sure that you'll be Having a good time, that's right. Number one is just don't apply for too many credit cards at the same time, okay? In general, I recommend spacing things out between like three to six months, that's what I personally do, but it's totally up to your personal situation there. Second thing, if you're thinking about getting a mortgage in the near future, stop applying for credit cards at least like six to 12 months beforehand, maybe even longer, okay, because you wanna make sure that your credit score is as high as possible when you apply for a mortgage. Again, that's gonna be like the biggest amount of interest that you're gonna pay out your whole life. And even just like half a percent difference can add up to like tens of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan, okay? So make sure you're going into a mortgage, you, you stop the credit card thing for a solid six to 12 months beforehand. Last thing, don't pay someone a hundred bucks online to take an inquiry off your credit report. It's It's a waste of money. Again, these things barely even affect your credit score that much. And there's a lot of people online that are trying to tell you like, oh, you got to pay. You got to pay to get those things off your report and like, no, they're supposed to be there. They, they show up for a reason. And as long as the thing is is there because you applied for a line of credit and it's not like some fraudulent thing, leave it there. Don't try to pay someone to take it off of that. It's supposed to be there. So just don't mess with it. All right. So here's the big kahuna, the thing that you've been waiting for for this entire video, the tip that got me 32 points on my credit score in one day. And that is getting added as an authorized user to somebody else's cart. Now, when you do this, it's going to improve all five metrics on your credit report. Okay. It's crazy. Like this, this is like the cheat code. Okay. Like this is what you want to be doing. Now, how this typically goes down and how this went down for me is that a family member will add you as an authorized user. For me, it was my parent. but for you, it could be an uncle. It could be your grandparent, it could be anyone in your family that has a credit card with a very long history on it of on-time payments, okay? That is the criteria here. You don't wanna be getting added to a card that has missed payments on it or that is just like not in great standing, that is going to do very bad things for your credit score. Okay. But you want to make sure that you find a family member that has very good credit and that has a a credit line that they've had for a very long period of time. Okay. In my case, this credit card had been open for, I believe 16 years. Okay. So I mean, that's, that's like over half of my life. Okay. (laughs) Adding that to my score dramatically increased everything. Okay. It boosted my, my payment history because it was just all on-time payments for 16 years. It boosted my credit utilization because by adding a more limit, it's basically like now my overall limit is higher, but my spending stays the same. So my credit utilization has dropped. My total number of accounts has increased because you just added one more. That happened while my credit inquiries didn't go up because when you get added as an authorized user, there's no hard inquiry on your credit report, which is super duper nice. And the last one, and probably the most important is my average age of accounts just shot up, Okay, because I added a 16-year-old credit card to my mix of credit cards that range anywhere from like three years uh, when I got my first credit card a little over three years ago to like a couple months. So it just brought my overall average up a couple years. So so like all in all, really, really effective stuff. And basically what an authorized user even is, because I didn't explain that, is your parent or whoever will go to their bank and they'll say, hey, I want to add an authorized user to this card. And what the bank's going to do is they're going to basically make another version of that card. It's going to have different numbers on it. And they're going to put your name on it. And they're going to send that to you. And then you are going to have this card that you can spend. Your parent is the one who is legally responsible for this money. Okay. So if you go out there, max out this card, parents probably not going to be very happy with you. Okay. So you're going to need to set some ground rules with this card beforehand. But really, you don't even need to spend money on the card. You don't even need to have the card. Okay. The parent can just like You can just give it to your parent when when they ship it to you and then have your parent put it in their sock drawer or whatever and there's no reason to even spend money on it because all the benefit comes from all the things that i just mentioned it it improves all five categories of your credit score without needing to to even use the thing so that's what i do i mean i have this car but i never use it so (laughs) it's just it just dramatically improved my score in a single day okay this is like the quickest thing you can do to to really have a huge bump in your score Now, the next thing you should do is click the subscribe button down below and check out this video over here where I talk about how I flew to Thailand for $20. It'll show you exactly how to start taking advantage of your increased credit score.